Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 31 of Licensed to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Doing pretty well, man. It's a beautiful sort of uh, early fall, late summer kind of day. Yeah, really I really dug it. I looked down at my shirt this mo- uh, that I'm wearing right now, and I noticed it's plaid, which makes it, if you count my jammies and my robe, the third article of uh, plaid clothing I have worn today. Well, that, that's how you which know Which I think is coming. a pretty good, I think it's a good metric for a day. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is going to make this day great, Dave? Is episode 31 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. It is called... It's a new full model change, VRV Robo. You, ha- I bet you have no idea what's going to happen. I was going to say, uh, I was going to, uh, you know, to peek behind the curtain, we did already watch it. It's, it's the episode you think it's going to be. It's imagine the episode that you think is going to stem from that title, and it's that episode. Yeah, uh, like if you, if you've really watched Sentai and you for some reason come to this show like not for our hot takes but just to like get caught up on 23 year old television you could probably even skip this one you know exactly what's going to happen yeah i mean we're definitely still going to tell you about it and i'm sure it will be fun but before we do that of course dave as always shining in the heavens there are five stars okay there okay you know, almost I, always al- there are five almost stars almost always there are five stars gang Boy, have I had a slow week. It is just just nothing. Just absolutely nothing happening this week. Uh, here's what I did this week. Saw the new wrestling show on TNT. That was fun. Fun? Fun? Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. That was good. And then I made chili. Cool. And then... Neat. Oh, to... I know one of the stars of that new wrestling thing is a heel... And he did a heel thing about, like, not being a D&D nerd. And, like, the entire D&D universe maybe, like, doesn't get the idea of a heel. Or we're, like, gleefully playing into it. And we're like, we do play D&D. You suck and are lame. And it's like, guys, that's the... Guys, he's, this is a professional wrestling character. Yeah, like, it's... it's you, you, that's the point, guys. He did it. You did it. He did it and you did it. Right. You, like, you both did it. Good job. I hope... Right. I hope you were having fun doing it and not anyways. Yeah. Uh, but Chili's good. Chili's good. Yeah. I, I drove a friend to Walmart today to get a new phone because he lost his. This is what we're working with here, people. This is what I did I was going to say, this is why. So we're not talking about any of this. Uh, I mean, we did just talk about it, but we're not going to continue talking about it. Uh, yeah. Today, we are actually going to be doing a rare break from format. Yeah, we thought it would be fun. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked in depth. We're going to tag back in a little bit on Ghost Sentai Heroes and talk about some continuing development uh, of the game. And then just also mess around with the character generator that I have created yeah. because, uh, frankly, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Dave, for the uh, the rare listener who jumps in halfway through Season 5, do you want to give a quick elevator pitch on what it is that we're doing? Oh yeah, for sure. If you are somehow just dipping in on episode 31 
It happens, man. It happens. <laughs> First of all, welcome. Delighted you're here. Uh, I am in the midst of pr- uh, playtesting a role-playing game that is based on uh, the amalgamated data of 50-odd years of, of Sentai. So that's that's the thing. Uh, if you are interested in getting a hold of me and playtesting the rules yourself, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at gosentaiheroes.com at gmail.com and I'll get you out those rules actually Matt speaking of people who have been playtesting uh, Connor thank you so much Connor is the first person that is not us to have played the game actually oh, nice. and like taken notes and sent them back with some feedback and like uh, clarifications and blah 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 so thank you so much to Connor and uh, whoever was playing with you that was super great and also a huge thanks to Alex Diamond, who is a listener of the show and a frequent interactor on Twitter. I read the Twitter th- thread, like, all the time. I don't interact with it at all. Oh, yeah? But I do read it consistently. Yeah. And uh, and he has been doing some graphic layout for the playtest, and it looks real neat, and it's not something I know how to do at all. And so, uh, shout out to him. And uh, Yeah, that looks put- real good. Yeah. It's super neat. I'm, I can't believe I haven't shown it to you. I'll, I'll email it to you. It looks awesome. So anyway, yeah, I was going to say, so, uh, so last time that you and I talked about this, it was right before you had finished the play test. I'm sorry. Yeah. The last time we talked about it on the podcast. Right, 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 uh, right. We have talked about it in life since then, but that has not been recorded for the benefit of our listeners, um, which is wild that we are not uh, making use of that valuable content. But Dave, uh, how have things been progressing since last we talked about it on the show? So things have been progressing pretty well. Like I said, um, I've gotten some a lot of feedback from people, which has been uh, most like from kind of our small group and then also from Connor and uh, Alex, actually, as he's been doing the layout stuff, has been like, hey, would it be better if we phrased something like this or like sort of took this section and like moved it around to like a different part where it seems to sort of match up better? Um, so a lot of that has been great. And uh, I've actually been fairly pleased that a lot of the questions that I've been getting and feedback are things that are like, like clarification stuff, which is good that a you know where I'm sort of getting the language of all of, of all those things clarified, but it does make me feel pretty good that the uh, base concepts of the game are like fairly straightforward. Nobody's come back and said like I can't make sense of any of this at all. Like it's completely off the wall. Like you know I I I just can't suss the whole thing out. Nobody's gotten back to me with that feedback. That's good. Which I mean, very good. listen, if you needed that feedback, it would be great to get it. But I'm glad that you oh, didn't yeah, need it. Oh, yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> please, yeah, please. I, If that is the case for you, I do want that feedback. But I feel good that we haven't gotten it so far, which is great. And uh, there is one... There was only, like, so far, there's been, like, one sort of serious change to um, to how I was tracking combat, how tracking combat worked. Uh, originally it was only like counting hits or uh, only counting conditions, which is our sort of stand-in for hit points in this game. Uh, But I I sort of split that out into you getting hurt from being hit and just like being hit itself. And they're sort of, I I realize that the the game would flow better if those things were tracked somewhat separately. I guess that uh, makes still sense. Related. Yeah, because one of yeah. one of them is tracking like the consequence of your action. One of them is just moving you through the process of a fight. 
Yeah, precisely. And uh, everybody I've talked to has said that 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 makes sense, like when they read it. And I even explained it to my wife, Beth, and she did not zone out completely by her own admission. That's she said, like, because like that is a really great uh, rubric. Like, throw it at someone who is interested, but like not like suit like interested and knowledgeable, but not super steeped in that world. And, like, if it does not completely shut them down, then you know you're onto something. Yeah, precisely. I actually do periodically, like, use that as a as a resource. And if she's like, this is, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't care. I don't know what you're talking about. And I kind of can't bring myself to care. Like, I love you, my husband. Right. And, like, I care about it because you care about it. But, like, natively, like, I've got, this is a, a brick wall to me. Um, so anytime that doesn't happen, I really feel like I'm on the right track. So, so yeah, so that's kind of in the update. Um, you know, things are sort of getting like clarified and the edges filed off and stuff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work to do before it would be kind of a full game, but I don't feel like that is work that's kind of worth doing until this sort of core rule structure is more solidified, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can dig it. Okay, so so anyways, uh, speaking of the progress that you've made so far, and um, because this is still a show where we are like theoretically doing something entertaining for our listeners, <laughs> not that that wasn't a good update, but um, why don't we dig in once more uh, into the toy box that is the Sentai Generator and try to uh, sort of brainstorm workshop up a show that we wish existed but never will. Right. That will be very fun and also probably a little frustrating uh, in on further review. But I think it, it'll be worth it. It always is. We've done this a number of times, uh, once or twice on air, and then a number of other times like not on air. And I always come away from it a tiny bit bummed that the thing we have come up with does not actually exist. So, Matt, I know you're at your desk. Uh, I, do you have like a dice roller or some dice or something handy? Can you get that going? Uh, no, I don't have any dice on me, Dave, but I can look it up in my internet browser. Okay, great. As long as you can do that quickly and efficiently. Um, so, Matt, step one. I can't believe uh, you're just ditching all of that gold content we just did. <laughs> Matt, that was that was the pyrite <laughs> of po- podcasts. All right, you were like you were like an old timey prospector that got real excited and then like rolled back into town and tried to trade a worthless rock for for beans. See, um, now, now, see, now this is this is the gems. This is it right here. No, listen, Mark is the Mark is like the grizzled shopkeeper who knows exactly what real gold looks like and is refusing to. And I also am his partner, and we are not. Selling you, we are not advancing you more beans on your like worthless pyrite claim that you are insisting is going to pan out. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, Matt, here's. Sorry, that was. I just. I was looking at this spreadsheet and I got. I got lost. Yeah, see, we were flowing really well before, but then you decided to jettison the whole thing and now it's coming back to bite you. All right, Matt. So the very first thing you need to do is when you're designing a Sentai is, well, first of all, we would, we're assuming that we have five players. Um, we will have a red, a blue, a yellow ranger. We will probably have a pink ranger, uh, almost definitely. So why don't you just like flip a coin between a green ranger and a black ranger? Okay. Let's say heads is green, tails is black. 
Sure. Uh, that is heads for green. Okay, so we've got a red, a blue, a yellow, a pink, and a green. That's a pretty pretty classic uh, pair-up. Yeah, we're going to be so, talking about one of those pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are, aren't we? So uh, the next question we have is how many motifs do we have? Um, basically, every Sentai has you at least two. Every once in a while, you'll see one that only has one one motif, but it's it's kind of unusual. Most of them have between two and three, um, and a, a small percentage of them actually have four. Car Ranger, in that case, is, is actually sort of unusual in that we only have cars. Well, I mean... Is the only... Well, I guess they've, they have added in, as of last episode, like rescue vehicles. Right, but it's so also sort of a, space... Yeah, it's also space. It's also magic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they have more than one. Okay, so Matt, uh, just go ahead and roll a D4. Okay. So we know how many themes we're getting. Uh, Dave, that's big four. Okay, so we have four themes to work in. Pretty weird. Um, go, Can you give me a D? I know this is weird. Give me a D100, actually. D100? Yeah. This is just to determine how weird these motifs are going to get for us. Uh, Dave, it's a 39. Okay, so we are just going to have... We are going to have three regular motifs and then one one real weird one. So, Matt, give me... Um, just give me 4D20, man. Okay, that is... 20. 20. 16. Okay. Two and fifteen. Okay, so that gives us vehicles, samurai, animals, and stars. Okay, so we're halfway to Car Ranger. Well, yeah, I was just say we're halfway to Car Ranger. We've already got vehicles and stars. We need to figure out a way to work in samurais and animals. I feel like animals are the easiest one. Which I think is probably why you see them so much as I think about it. You can sort of use animals as frosting on on basically any motif. Right. Like if we've already got vehicles and you just slap an animal paint job on that vehicle, that's like you're good. kinda all you need, right? Yeah, and you just call it like the the tiger racer or like the the gorilla dozer and like you're fine like that's all you right. need Kyosuke would not be like really change it at all if he was the red lion racer yeah or the red hawk racer any one of those would work um okay so we've got samurai animals stars and vehicles so I feel like out of all of those um Animals is is the easiest one to focus in on. I think it's probably why they're around so much, right? Like they're sort of you can use animals as sort of frosting on basically anything you want. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like if you throw a a a coat of paint on the vehicle, then Kyosuke being the red lion racer would not substantially change the character. Yeah, it's lion racer or the hawk racer or, or something like that. But, um, oh wait, 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 Matt, we have to figure out before we, we move on from our themes, we had to figure out, or uh, sorry, our motifs, theme, which is kind of where is their power coming from, and origin, which is sort of like what is their place in the community. Oh, sure. So our, 
Yeah, so our options for theme are Mighty Beasts, Mystic Power, Incredible Science, or Strange Technology. Okay. So just give me a D4. Uh, that's a three. That's a three. So they are powered by Incredible Science. Incredible Science, okay. That one's okay. A little bit funky. Incredible Science is Earth-based Earth-based super science. So uh, we're thinking like an O-Ranger yeah, I mean, in that category. That I think is going to work because we do also have to fit in Samurai. Yeah. And Samurai yeah. is also like very specifically Earth-based. Right. Okay. And then we need a team origin. So give me another T uh, D4. That is a two. A two. So they are community champions. Okay. So we've got these... Beast Vehicle Samurai Star guys that are powered by incredible science and they are community champions. Oh, okay, okay, check this out, check this out. What if there are, the star thing is that there are like materials, like specific materials, like 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 alloys. Okay. That have come from these stars because that's where like, you know, elements are created inside the nuclear furnace of of stars. Okay, I can dig it. So there are special material, like alloys, that landed in on Earth somehow. Sure. Um, like a super long time ago. And you don't need to explain how. Go- it's, it's a yeah. Don't show. worry about it. Right. And can you guess where I'm going with this? Uh, are you going to say that those alloys have been used to create samurai swords? Yes, that is exactly where I'm going with this. Okay. So those samurai swords were like the treasures of these like ancient samurai families. Yes. Okay. Hey, wait. Can can we say that they were... I like the idea of samurai. I want to tweak it a little bit to, because this I think okay. is one of the fun... This is one of the fun things I think about playing Ghost Sentai Heroes versus... Um, Strictly it being, you know, Sentai is, of course, that all Sentai are based in Japan. Sure. Um, and Power Rangers is always based in, like, a small town in Southern California. But with Go Sentai Heroes, you can really... You can expand the geography of that a little bit. Okay. So they don't... So, so Samurai can be a a sort of overall catch-all term that can also apply to, like knights or something yeah maybe or even like maybe that we could even say that like they are samurais because like there there were samurai families that like traveled out into the world or or something like that but i like the idea of it being a little bit like uh you know a little more geographically diverse yeah and so the swords maybe is it, I don't know, that like somehow they were in part of their creation, each one of them acquired a sort of like beast, some sort of like beast aura. I mean, it's only reasonable way. to assume that the star alloy that got turned into a special sword did absorb a beast energy. In, in right. fact, Dave, okay. it would be insane to assume otherwise. Right. Okay. So that, now that's veering a little bit mystical. It's veering a little bit mystical. Well, it is for so now, we got, but we have not introduced vehicles yet. Right. Well, we've got to we got to pull this back. We got to pull this back because they're powered by incredible science. Okay. So, what's going on with these stars and alloys, or these swords and these alloys? And uh, you know, the the beast thing I think is a little bit tangential. I'm not going to worry about that too much. Um, 
How is it science-based? What's going on there? Okay, so the science, I think, what if... Like, these swords have always been special throughout history, right? But... Right. The specific like energy resonance within them has never really been able to be tapped into before. Oh, of because course, we didn't understand. Because we didn't understand. But now that we have developed incredible science, Dave, we're able to like get the you know the people who have these swords. You know why can't they now get in sync with the energy? resonance of the alloy to really be able to bring the power out. Now, of course, a person in their frail human frame could never, like, channel that much power. Right, yeah, naturally. So, of course, you would have to build some kind of suit to absorb it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that only makes sense. That only makes sense. And then a car. And then a car. Not necessarily a car, just like vehicles. Right, that's the thing is they just they just have to be vehicles. Um so So let's let's shy away from cars cuz we actually did on a different time that we rolled things up do like oh, a Mad right. Max have... samurai racing thing. Yeah. Okay. So what if this happens like this let's do this could be set in the far future and it's not cars, maybe they are like Dude, what if they are like um like like uh environmentally adapted exosuits? Is that too much? So the the ranger like their their sentai suit is that or that's what the vehicle is? I think the vehicle is an exosuit. So you're like a, and so this is kind of like a we're comboing their like exosuit Maybe their their megabots have a sort of like uh, centurions vibe, where they are they have like a pre existing exosuit that like bulks up and becomes their their megabot. Okay, so they're they're in like an exo squad or like a yes like, exo squad. Thank you. We're doing an exo squad thing. They they hench in. They're they're doing their thing. Then they hop into their exo squad suit, and each one of them. Each one of those suits has like a different vibe to it, right? Like one of them's right. more airborne, a sort of animalistic. Sure, like one of them is like a like a hawk plane. One of them is a shark submarine. Like they're all right, but again, hu- it's like an exosuit. Sure, they're all vaguely humanoid, but they have like that vibe to them, and they can all do slightly different things. Yes, dig it. This is amazing. Yeah, this is good. I like this. Okay, so uh So the, the 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 samurai sword stuff is really just their their like their changer, right? Like that's what they use to transform. And I'm sure they also use it like in their human sized fights. Yeah, they definitely use it in their human sized fights. They use it to transform. Um I think maybe it is also like I feel like that's a sort of thing that like at the season pivot you you find out something like much more important, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Like about that, and uh, you know, I know we did this last time, but I do really like the idea of the sword being a sort of like power power catalyst, like for the exosuit, or right? or maybe not for the exosuit. I re- the exosuit, yeah, uh, the exosuit. I remember in Shinkenger when they combined and transformed into like the Megazord. 
they would use their samurai swords as like a like a like they would plug them into something and use them as like a joystick. Ooh, 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 wait, Matt, I just had an idea. They're from all over the world, right? So maybe their swords all have like slightly different shapes and you don't notice it at first, but then like the blades all are actually like part of like a puzzle piece and then they fit together and they're a giant samurai sword for their robot. Oh, that's really good. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't notice it because like they're all just like, oh, that's like a weird shaped sword. But like, you know, heroes have weird shaped swords and then they fit together and it's a giant samurai sword. Uh, yeah, I love this. This is great. Yeah, I don't know what to name it. Um, they are... I mean, I think there's there's Star Samurai Power Heroes or something like that. Like, I think that's all you... Yeah, I mean, I, we, we could, I'm sure if we wanted to spend a lot more the time on this, we could refine star, it down. Star Samurai? No, that's nothing. <laughs> it's not nothing, uh, but it's maybe not quite enough. Yeah, so anyways, um, this is, like, I never get tired of doing this. I, I think it's really fun, and I think it is illustrative of just how well the Sentai formula works. Yeah, and just that, how like, much of a formula together. it is. Yeah. Um, so anyways, speaking of Sentai being very formulaic. Why don't we hop into episode 31 of Kekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Uh, it is called, it's a new full model change, VRV Robo. Its uh, original air date was September 27th, 1996. It was written by Yoshio Urasawa. You can watch it on the DVDs or on shoutfactory.tv. And we will be right back. All right, welcome back. Well, Dave, they did it. It's a, they did it. It's a new robo, just like it's it said a new on the robo. Uh, no, I think this is a this is a fun episode. It is, it, is. it is in okay. So here's the thing about these episodes: is you always well, like we were just talking about, like they are very formulaic, right? Like you need to at the end of the episode, you've you've got to get the new robot and you've got to do the thing where they're like new robots, right? Right. You If there's going to be a new robot in the middle of the series, you have to have an episode about it. You can't just say, here's a new robot. Like, that would be very bad. But that doesn't leave them a ton of room to wiggle around within the episode where you get the new robot. Yeah, there is not necessarily a lot of like like narrative nuance yeah. to introducing like you know a 60 foot high fighter bot i mean all things um, considered i think they did a good job i liked the episode well i think they did do a good job i no, no, no yeah sorry i really did the episode and i did think they did a very good job of like goofing around with with the tropes of of how this is done in the rest rest of the uh series because of course car ranger is a joke series yeah and like I, I know this is silly. They are, they are very, very good at it because they walk a razor's edge between goofing on it too hard and not goofing on it at all. Yeah. So because it is, it's such an inherently goofy topic that it'd be very easy to go overboard. I think. Right. Like all of the shows are a little goofy. Like even Jetman was goofy at times. Yeah. Like, in Jetman, they fought the Great King Tomato. Like, that show got goofy as well. So, when a show is being, like, purposefully goofy 
like and riffing on the things that make the other series goofy it can be a little tricky to especially when you're watching it the way that we watch it where like you're taking notes and you're trying to keep track of everything that's happening it's a little easy for like the joke bits to just go completely past you like oh wait no that was supposed to be dumb i get it now right like i will sometimes get seven or eight minutes into an episode and i'll be like guys what are you oh right and I think that speaks to again, like how well they're doing this, um, and how well I think like the writers are not just good writers, but also very obviously like big big fans, right? And everything of I, th- of I think a lot of these writers are people, and not, I think I know a lot of these writers are people who have written previous seasons of Sentai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously. Um, well, so, okay. So, anyways, to to we've talked about how great it is. Let's just actually. Talk about the episode. Oh so, yeah, sure. <laughs> we see, we see the Rangers, and they are at a shrine, and they're all praying, and they're praying. We find out for the safety of RV Robo, right? Their their dear friend who has been captured. It's a very short scene, and we go immediately from that scene to their prayers not being answered. No, because via our RV Robo, sorry, not VRV Robo, RV Robo, totally different Robo. Totally different Robo. RV Robo is just still strung up in chains on Barbarian next to Breaking, which at first seems weird, but like, how many giant robot hangers do you have? Sure. So they're just on the scaffolding next to each other. RV Robo right. is basically fine. They, I think they've done whatever work they're going to do on him by now. Uh, Breaking, if you remember, got blown up by having a, uh, a giant like gas canister shoved between its legs and then uh, shot with lasers. So it yes. needs to be put all back yep, together. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, we do get a quick. If you had forgotten it, we got a quick. We got a quick recap of the fight. Uh, I was reminded of uh, VRV rescues like hypodermic needle rocket, which I think is the best element out of any of those robots. And Instructor Richie Richie Hiker is furious. Like he's really really upset uh, that that breaking was broken. Um, and, and, and as he's sort of fuming about it, uh, Inventor Grotch rolls up. He's like, hey, um, I know that you're upset about those new robots and you don't know where they came from. Here is all of the intelligence that I've managed to gather about those robots. And he hands him like this dossier that says top secret on the front. Yeah. And he sort of like starts flipping through it and it's real glossy. Like Inspector Grotch did a great job. And oh, yeah, he went to Kiko's. He did. <laughs> He's, uh, and then there's like a little thing on VRV Master. And Instructor Richie Hiker is just like, or Richie Richie Hiker, sorry, uh, looks at it and is like, who is, like, who is this guy? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, who is this clown who is messing with my plans? We go from there, great transition. We go from there to looking at VRV Master's back. As he is in, he is in the ranger's base. Yeah. But what's crazy is he is holding his helmet to the side. Now, the the camera is like below and to the side. So we don't see VRV Master's head without the helmet. We just see that he, he is not wearing the helmet, which does answer the question that we never got really answered with Signal Man. Is like, is that the helmet or is that the head? Yes, uh, which is nice. We do know for a fact that is not that is not his actual just head. I still think like, I mean, I I feel, 
I feel like that's gotta be Signal Man's helmet. Yeah, but then he, it would just be too weird. But then his, his uh, you know, Signal Man's child also has the same head. So does do they just like move up in helmet size as they get larger? Ah, uh, you know, maybe they're like that group of people from the uh, from the Mass Effect universe, where like they just all have to wear helmets all the time because they're. Anyways, who cares? The point is, is we do know that whatever VRV Master's deal is, this is a helmet. Like, this is an outfit that he is wearing. Um, and he's, he's and standing then, in the base and he's looking over the comatose Dapu. Yes. So, and he seems to... Like, it's not clear what it is. But I at least certainly got the vibe that... That he knows Dapu somehow. Right, there is some kind of connection there. We don't know what it is yet, but like VRV Master is a, seems to be expressing concern specifically for Dapu. Yes, uh, and then he hears the Rangers coming, and he's like, "Oh!" And he like puts his helmet on, and uh, they walk in, and they're like, "VRV Master, like first of all, great robots, thanks, buddy, and I know we can fight. Like, so we're encouraged. So basically, what they say is like, I know we can fight, but." Instructor Richard Reacher has a giant robot. How are we going to fight? It's like, you, you just, you just did it. Like you did the, you did the thing. Right. Um, well, I mean, okay. I, I think what they're trying to get at is that like, okay, you have replaced our vehicles, but we still don't have a giant robot. And that's a problem. Now, they have not seen, you know, they've, they, they, they can't have seen any Sentai, sure, apparently. They've only seen up through episode 31 of one season of Sentai. They haven't seen as many seasons as we have. So they don't know that if you have five things, it's a big robot altogether yeah, once you smash all, it in. Right. So he says, as with anything, or as with many things, the answer is in the park. So they go to the park. And he has them playing volleyball. Which is obviously, like, it's just so obviously training. Yeah. Like, it's it's some sort of, like, it's synchronizing training. It's Cocker Ranger Ball training. It's, like, whatever it is, it's some kind of training. But, like, they don't know this. They just are, like, sitting there. Because they're not even playing a full game of volleyball. Because they have an uneven number. They're yeah, just, they're just playing, like, uh, popcorn yeah, or they're just, Like, they're just keeping the ball. They're just bumping the ball around. And Natsumi, she... Catches the ball, and she's like, I am very, like, I am very confused about, about all of this. Like, what's, what's happening? And VRV Master says, well, if you guys keep playing and do really well, I will give you a special treat. And then he just, like, dips. Yeah. Well, he's got to go collect the special treat, maybe. Wait, sorry. He does say, before he leaves, he just says, push the red button. And they're all like... What? How cryptic. But then he leaves. Why are so you like being he does weird? not explain it. Yeah. It like, and then they're like, well, should we keep... Should we keep doing this? Should we... Are we just supposed to just volleyball it up over... Are we just volleyball dudes is, now? Like, what's the plan? And... <laughs> M- Minoru, <laughs> Minoru. Yeah, Minoru pops in. He's like, well... Man, I really want to know what that treat is. He's and he like, just, whatever that treat is, I'm thirsty for it. I need that. I need it. So, like, yes, let's go. So they do... So they just keep play. They just keep playing volleyball, but like not even playing volleyball. They just keep goofing out this volleyball. It's <laughs> just so trust- important. See, that they these are very them. good. I would love 
oh my gosh, I would sell my eye teeth for students like that. <laughs> like something that I know is a good idea. And I'm like, just do this thing. And they are just like, well, he said it. Better better do it. It must be a good idea. Like, we'll just keep doing that until he tells us to stop. Sure. Why would, oh, my gosh. Why would the teacher, You'd hardly have to pay me to go to work. Why would the teacher have told you to do it if it wasn't a good idea? Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, these, these, these guys are the best. So, anyways. Fear of Master, having uh, given his students homework and left for the day, has gone to the pachinko parlor because, as he says, pachinko contains all the rules of the universe. Dude, this guy is just living the dream. Like, I want to be VRV master now. Like, you roll into class, assign some homework, leave, play pachinko, win some prizes, go get a haircut. Or, no, he eats... Uh, well, okay. There's, there's a little bit that we're that we're gliding over here. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Matt, please trust me that we're <laughs> going to get back to that. But, like, give your kids some homework. Be like, I'll check back with you kids later. Go play some pachinko. I don't want to eat his like weird gelatinous soup that he seems to be enjoying and then go get a haircut. This is the ideal life of a teacher. Um, so anyway, so he's at the pachinko parlor. And if you recall from last episode, there's somebody else that was eyeing that pachinko parlor with some interest. That's right. It's guy. <laughs> that's right. It's Gynamo and Zanet. And they have, in fact, they must have passed the interview despite the fact that Gynamo is a, a giant metal monster. It's really great. So they're, they're both working there now. Gynamo looks exactly the same. Uh, Beauty Zonette has put on, like, a uniform, kind of. Uh, like she's, It's like an attendance uniform, but she has kept her, like, weird space princess headdress. Yeah. Um, so she's, like, out on the floor making sure everything's cool. Gynamo is, like, behind the, the prize counter. And his head is so big that when he's moving around, like, the spike that comes off of his back is just, like, knocking into everything and, like, battering all the signs around. It's very good. Yeah. And so he's, like, being very nice about all of this. And Zanet is like, listen, I appreciate that you've gotten a job, but, like, you're the president of the Bozoak. Be a man. Come on. Like, we cannot do this forever. Like, you have to go reclaim. You've got to get rid of Richard Richard Hiker. You have to reclaim your rightful place. Like, we cannot do this forever. Gynamo does not seem convinced by this logic. Yeah, Gynamo is either A, playing the long game, or B, just really enjoying retirement. I was going to say, he seems to have, like, settled down. Like, this, I feel like, is the ideal version, actually. Of biker gang. Like, you do it, you're the president of it, and you're like maybe 20s and early 30s, but then somebody rolls up and like kicks you out and is like, never come back. And then you leave with your girl and you just get like a pleasant job. Yeah, a job that like has room and board and seems to pay well enough that you can go out to eat every day. Right. What could be nicer? That's the, I was going to say, President Gynabo, like, just stop. Yeah. This like this season should be done after this episode. It, it's not in my notes here. It's in my notes later on in the episode. But Gynamo is absolutely living his best life right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyways... Oh, VRV Master has won all of the pachinko balls in the parlor, it seems. Oh yeah, he's like super good at... He's very good at pachinko. I don't know. remember enough of how like pachinko works to know 
exactly how one is good at it, yeah. but apparently he's very Dude, bad at it. I think it's it. like being good at slot machines. I, I don't think it's like being good at pinball. Uh, so anyways, President Gamero's like, um, maybe we should just go get barbecue, by which they mean Korean barbecue. And Zanet's like, ooh, yes, but only if we can get kimchi. And it's like, yeah, Which tells course. you, yeah, which, A, of course. It's like, which tells you that Zanet knows what's up. Here's my only problem with, with Korean restaurants, because I love Korean food. The only problem with Korean restaurants is they bring out like the side dishes. They bring out like the banchan. Mm-hmm. And kimchi is always one of the side dishes. And they, like, they never bring out a sufficient amount of kimchi. Right. Always too like, many ever. fish cakes, not enough kimchi. Yeah. And so I have just taken to, I have just taken to telling waiters. I'm like, please, like, just bring me the amount of kimchi that you would bring a person who is asking you for kimchi. Like, if a person asked you for kimchi in Korean, like, bring me that amount of kimchi. And then they usually show up with enough kimchi. Uh Anyway, we, we will see them actually at the Korean barbecue later. What is happening right now is that VRV Master is heading out of the pachinko parlor. And he is going to, as you said, get some like weird gelatinous noodle thing. I, I, I did look it up and then I could not understand what the Wikipedia article was explaining to me because I didn't understand enough of the terms. Um, so that's, that's what happens when I try to research for this show. Then he goes to the barbershop, which is hilarious because his head is a dumb helmet. Yes. I mean, it's a cool yeah, yeah, helmet, yeah. but it's not a helmet well, with no, hair. Because I, I would assume that when he goes to the barbershop, I thought he was about to take his helmet off. Man, I do not and, think that's part of the process. Well, okay, so he walks in. He walks in, he sits down, and he's like, give me the usual, please. Because he's saying in his like monologue as he's walking along that this is his daily activity. Is He goes to the pachinko parlor, he gets his noodles, then he goes to the barbershop. So he yes. wants his usual haircut, which I, I genuinely think is just somebody like smears shaving cream on his helmet and then wipes it off. Yeah, but the guy walks up and is like really enthusiastic. And VRV Master says, hold up, this isn't right. And then he flashes back to how this normally goes. And the barber is very like dour and taciturn. And then he sort of, throws the guy off and he turns around and he's like, I am VRV master of the lone wolf of space. What's going on? Who are you? Right. You're not the normal guy. No, he looks exactly like the normal guy. It's the same actor as in the flashback. But what we learn is that this is actually instructor Richie Richie hiker who has taken his like tied that guy up, threw him in the closet and taken his place so that he could meet with VRV master. Yeah. So, oh, Matt, so I have looked this up. Tokoroten is basically agar-agar, which is just like, have you ever done like a biology experiment in a class where you do like a a culture and there's like a little dish of like gelatinous goo and you you put stuff in it and then it grows, whatever? Uh, Yeah. Have you ever done that? Okay, so that's agar-agar. And they basically take that and push it through a sieve and it makes noodles and then they eat it. Great. Yeah. Who knows, me. man? Maybe it's delicious. Yeah. So you can have it. You can. It's what's cool about it is that it doesn't taste like anything. So whatever you put on it, that's what determines whether it's dinner or dessert. Perfect. Because <laughs> Japan doesn't know what dessert means, apparently. 
Dude, I, Anyways, I, I think we have had this conversation. Is that there is we have? That's actually not true. They they produce some really cool looking desserts. Please don't tweet angry things at Matt. Yeah, it, it's um, just that like desserts, I think, are the things that translate across cultures the worst. Yeah, they they definitely do. So what we find out is that this is actually instructor Richie Richie Hiker, and the the guy who does. The barber does such a good Richie Richie Hiker impersonation. I was wondering if it's just the voice actor. Uh, I didn't look it up, but I feel like it probably is. And then he transforms, and then it's Instructor Richie Richie Hiker. He introduces himself. He hands VRV Master his business card. VRV Master is not impressed. Yeah, he actually, he's he's put off. He's like, the more evil someone is, the more likely they are to hand you a business card which seems like a bold thing to say in Japan. Yeah, I know they have a, a a sort of a complicated culture around the handling and so forth of business cards, right? Yeah, it's it's super super interesting actually. Um but anyways, VRV Master is actually captured very quickly and easily. Yeah, uh, Richie Richie Hiker just throws chains at him. Like not even wraps him up like Throws a pile of chains at him, and then all of a sudden, VRV Master is tied up. Well, it's chains. clearly some sort of you know, it's it's some sort of like chain chain oriented attack, and so we go from there, and they are still playing, still playing volleyball, and they're like, man, we still do not quite get the point of this, but I guess we'll keep doing it. And Kyosuke even says he's like, well. We don't have a good reason to stop yet. So like, I guess we'll just keep going. And then somebody passes him the ball and Kyosuke like jumps up and does what is very clearly a the precursor to a new finishing move. It just like power spikes the volleyball into a tree and it like breaks part of the tree off and it bounces back and he catches it. And then they get a bozo color. Yeah. They're like, oh, great. This is this is precisely the thing we've been waiting right. for. Now we have a reason to quit doing this stupid thing. Yeah. We go from there, and we see Instructor Richie Richie Hiker, and he's just kind of like roughly torturing VRV Master. Yeah. They, like, VRV <laughs> Master's in chains. They, they are no longer at the barbershop. They are now at the warehouse, which, again, who cares? Uh, and he, he's... He seems to be circling around the idea of killing VRV Master. And then Zelmoda rolls up. He's like, hey, hang on, actually. Hang on. If you keep hitting him like that, you're going to kill him. And Richie Hiker's like, oh, gosh, you're right. Oh, boy. Uh, never mind. Sorry, guys. Uh, why don't we just capture him instead? I don't know why is this is important a... to them. Yeah, there was a very bizarre moment. Like, at first, I would think it's like, well, this is like a kid's show. Maybe they don't want to kill anybody. But they're constantly talking about killing people. Yeah. I mean, not constantly. But, like, it's not like they've, they've shy away from the idea that people can die in this show. Maybe they don't want so, Maybe they don't want to kill him until they figure out who he is. Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, uh, then the Rangers show up. And Zelmoda just yells, Wumpers! And uh, I will never get tired of hearing him yell it because he says it in a funny way. And then the Rangers fight Wumpers. It's it's a nice Wumper fight, not because anything particular happens, but because this is episode 31. And at this point, it's really clear that the Car Rangers have leveled up sufficiently that the, like a random Wumper fight does not matter to them. They're like... 
beating up Wumpers. They're and, styling Yeah, up, and yeah. then they're doing like little stances like, yeah, I'm the blue racer. Whereas in a, like, you know, 10 episodes prior, they would have continued fighting and not stopped to like show off. I don't know. Maybe they would have done it 10 episodes ago, but it would have been a bad idea. Point is, now they are like, you know, now they're on a new level. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they do notice that they're like their new special cars are just sort of parked in the background, not doing anything, which is weird. Um, so they take out all the Wumpers and then Richie Richie Hiker is like, well, now you will face the true power of like the rebuilt breaking. And I always want to call him breaking like King, but I know it's like a breaking. I mean, it's like, it's a good pun. It's both. So anyway, so here's what he's got. He summons him and it's like. It is not breaking that has been rebuilt. It's like he has he is now calling him a new name, and that new name is rebuilt breaking. And he shows up, he's like, now you will see the power of rebuilt breaking. And the car ranger's like, oh no, it's breaking, but he's been rebuilt. Like, yeah, dude. We all know. He literally just told you. It's great. Yeah. So here's what he's got. He's got a big old cannon in the middle of his chest. Of course. Yeah. Where else would it go? And he's got like uh hip spikes. Yeah, instead of having individual eyes, now he's got like a visor sort of thing. That's not important, but he's got one. Yeah. And that's kinda no no no. He's got a big old like He's got a big old mohawk, like a big old blade mohawky thing. I, I think he might have actually had that before, but as we will see in a minute, it has been leveled up and is now like a projectile blade mohawk thingy. Yeah. So the Rangers are like, okay, well, we know what to do with that. Vic trailer. So they summon Vic trailer and they all yell, like, sort of rolls out. They'll get their vehicles and uh, they all yell the name of their vehicles. Uh, which is fine, except Minoru's is a dump truck, and he just yells V-Dump yeah. every time. Yeah, man, that's. I also have that in my notes. V-Dump has got to be the bummer one to have, right? <laughs> it's, it's such like an idiot five-year-old thing to laugh at on my part, um, but I do I do laugh at it. So uh, so basically, they, they, they roll out to fight, and uh, they're, they're about to do some stuff, and they're like, oh, no... We didn't notice somehow, but breaking is just holding. Sorry, rebuild breaking. Bre- rebuild breaking is just holding VRV Master in a cage, like a shark cage, basically. Yeah. And he's just suspended in midair. And they're like, we can't do anything as long as he's got. Like, we can't risk hurting VRV Master. Yeah. So the rebuild breaking hits them with a the cannon attack. It sucks. And as they're trying to figure out what to do. Kyosuke, like, slams his fist down on the dashboard. He's like, what can we do? And his fist lands on the dashboard right next to a big red button. Just like a giant, unmissable red button. <laughs> and he has a flash. And he says, yeah. oh, th- this must be it. Right, like, they thought that VRV Master was being cryptic or something. Like, oh, what, what could the big red button represent? Well, it turns out the big red button represents a big red button. Like a literal big red button. And so they pushed, he's just like, everybody, there's a big red button. Push it. And they all have not noticed the big red button. And they do, in fact, push the big red button. And here's what we get. I was actually, I was delightfully surprised by this. I was expecting, 
a giant combo robot. Sure. That's not what we get. We get individual fighter bots, a la Conquer Ranger. Yes, these are the VRV fighters. And, and yeah. they transform into like, yeah, like you said, like a big standalone. Like they're, they've got a little bit of specificity to each of them, but they're a little more generic looking. Uh, they're just like big robot dudes. Um, well, they've each got a different, they've got their own like head. Yeah. And so the, Red has a firefighter. And I was like, all right, cool, firefighter. And then uh, Nauki, he's like, police fighter. And I was like, well, that's not as good. You shouldn't be a police fighter. No, although that one does have like a, its head has sort of like a police hat, like brim to it. The, the, yeah. The problem is that Which then, of course, we get Mitaru. Who's <laughs> in dump fighter. Dump fighter. <laughs> and I don't know if that's an upgrade from V-Dump. <laughs> Sorry, all I can see, all I can hear is my children laughing because <laughs> they're at the stage where, like, like, well, I should, I said they're at the stage where poop is funny. I'm 36 and I'm laughing about Dump Fighter. I mean, Dump Fighter so, is very good. Dump Fighter is very funny. So then, of course, we get uh, Dozer Fighter and Rescue Fighter for uh, Natsumi and Yuki. Right, Firefighter is perfect. That is the best name of any of these things that they could have. Yeah, it, that it one, all kind of goes downhill well. from there, except for the part where it goes way uphill because. I mean, listen, Firefighter is a good name. Dump Fighter is a perfect name. Yeah, and so uh, Instructor Richie Richard is like, now I will show you the true power of breaking, well, okay. of rebuild breaking. He, he does have a it's bit of a... not terribly impressive. He does have a bit of a freak out when they transform. Like, every time that these dudes have new stuff from VRV Master, Richie Hiker is just 100% not expecting it. He's like, wait, hold on. Those were cars. Now they're guys. What are we doing here, folks? Um, so he the true power of breaking again is, is not terribly impressive. He does manage to this is great. He manages to like knock Dump Fighter onto his back. And he like tries to stomp on him. And Dump Fighter just like hits a button and transforms back into a dump truck and lifts his his bed and just sort of like shoves reboot breaking off it's a great moment it's really good so the the fun thing about the vrv fighters is as you said they can trans they seem to be able to transform pretty easily back and forth between their humanoid forms and their car forms like they, they yeah are they've got a super transformers vibe definitely so like and so police fighter like dr- like gets punched falls over turns into a car drives off of a ramp and then as he's flying off of the ramp transforms back into a dude and like jump kicks uh rebuilt breaking yeah it's super it's very 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 cool uh so then he they are fighting for a little bit and then rebuilt breaking fires his chest cannon again and firefighter just catches it and he's like wait a minute i remember earlier today something very similar He's like, guys, this is a teamwork attack with five fighters. And so they all just circle. Like, this is kind of less cool. This is the only element of having, like, five individual robot fighters. And I remember this from Conquer Ranger as well. When you've got five vehicles and they're fighting a giant monster, it's like, okay. But when they transform into robot fighters, they're all the same size as the monster. So now there's just five giant robots surrounding one giant robot and they're all the same size and they're just sort of like ganging up and beating on this dude it does feel a little unfair (laughs) 
Yeah, like he's an evil monster bent on destroying Earth, but it just doesn't it doesn't ring well. It's just not sporting, with me. you know. Yeah, and so they do. They do like a giant. They use his own cannonball, which is really embarrassing for him. And they do like a volleyball tossing effect, and then sure enough, firefighter just jumps up and does like a giant power spike, uh, and and explodes, rebuilt breaking. Okay, now Dave, I as, do. I was gonna say, as as someone who hates Cocker Ranger Ball, how did you feel about this? Okay, for I do hate Cocker Ranger Ball, and I thought I was going to be annoyed again, but they put a twist on it by having giant robots do it, and that sort of works for me actually i can dig it that that i thought was great if only for the visual of firefighter like jumping up and and doing the thing the thing is i don't know if they're ever gonna do this again because they don't have their own like ball they caught his cannonball and did it back at him so this might be a one and done on this yeah so then vrv master has escaped I'm sorry, uh, the very first thing Firefighter did was, like, grapple the cage away from rebuilt breaking and, like, set it down on the ground so VRV Master could get away. So now VRV Master is back in Vic Trailer, and he says, hey, everybody, push the blue button. And they're like, oh, no way, an equally enormous <laughs> blue button, literally, you know, 18 inches away from the enormous red button. Wild. So they all push the blue button, and I was a little surprised they did this because Rebuild Breaking was already pretty much down for the count. Uh, and I feel like they should have stretched this out a little bit more. They don't. These new robots now turn immediately into a new giant robot. Yes, this is uh, VRV Robo, distinct from RV Robo. Yep. Uh, and he is big. He's, he's a big, a big chunky boy. Uh, yes. He does not have the same sort of like football helmet vibe as the other one he's a little bulkier i do like him i don't know if i like him aesthetically as much but i do like his finishing move a lot i do like his finishing move the combo is also very good it feels like they did some very early uh like cgi animation stuff with this one whereas uh even with rv robo it was mostly like models that were very being so like like wire food together. Mm-hmm. This one's got a little bit more of an animated vibe, um, which is which is cool and fun. So here's his finishing move, Matt. You go ahead. I'm, I'll let you have this one. Okay. So the the finishing move is called was it Victory Twister? Victory Twister. And I'm yep. like, okay, Victory Twister. What's it gonna be? Are they gonna are they gonna spin around a bunch? Like what's uh, what's up? Right, RV Robo already does a spin around thing, so that could have been that could have made sense. No, it's like oh well, where's their giant sword gonna be? Don't have a giant sword, Dave. Here's what they have: they stand there, they put their arms out, and then Vic Trailer, like part of Vic Trailer, separates, and at one of each of these like giant tubes lands on the arms of VRV Robo. One of them is an enormous Gatling gun, and one of them yep. is like a fireball thrower, and they just yeah. open up with both of them. It's very fun. Yeah, so like their new finishing move is just a very, very large gun. It's it's two very, very large guns. It's two very, very large which is, guns. Which is twice as good. Yeah, and then they just shoot that robot to death. That is what they do. Uh, yeah, and so... 
uh, Instructor Richie Richie Hiker is like, oh no, they were really strong. This went terribly. I need to go. Uh, so it's not really... I am assuming he survives? Oh, I have to imagine he does. Like, Bray King, I think, is no longer going to be around, but I would be very surprised if Instructor Richie Richie Hiker had died right there. Like, they just, like, promoted him. I mean, we'll see next week, but... Uh... So yeah, that's that's it for the fight. We cut back to the Korean barbecue where uh, Zanette and Gynamo are eating. They are loving it. They seem to be having a wonderful day. I don't think they could be having a better day if they were fighting the Car Rangers, that's for sure. They see on the news that the Car Rangers have beaten Instructor Richie Richie Hiker and they are like shocked. Yeah. And actually now that we're saying that, on the news, it didn't say that they had, like, defeated the giant robot. It said specifically they had defeated Richie Hiker. So, I don't know. Maybe they do go back. Well, that's kind of why I thought that that maybe this was the end of Richie Richie Hiker, because they, they said that. But, uh, but again, it's not really clear. And that's, that's all we get from them. And then we go to the Rangers, and they are sort of looking into the sunset. And Minoru, I think it's Minoru, says, like, oh, the treat was our victory. Yes, and we have we have gotten it, and that was great. And then, like VRV Master is standing behind a tree and complaining how bright the sunset is, and that which is just like a weird end. Yeah, like I don't even like it is un unremarkable except for how weird it is. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. And so again, I I don't feel like until we know what's up with Richie Richie Hiker that we would that we would want to put him on the list. And I don't really know if is. Does Breaking go on the Creature Royale? Oh, sure, Breaking goes on the Creature Royale. He was in three episodes. He had two forms. Well, yeah, except he's not like a monster as such. Like he he's is a kind of a monster. He's like a monster with a like, cockpit. But so was um like Veronica. Okay. Okay, so better. Or worse than Veronica? Man, that is a great question. Where is Veronica on the list? She is very low, actually. She's at spot 115. I think specifically because she's not act- like she's not actually much of a monster. Like she's just like Yeah, I mean breaking Although actually the list goes down to 170 now, so 115 isn't as low as it used to be. Breaking, I think, is actually a little better than Veronica, because remember in that first time that he showed up, he like rolled in outside. I mean, Veronica had a lot of that was like a lot of weird Jetman stuff going on. Like Veronica never really seemed like anything other than a big robot that um Radigate was using. Breaking seems to have a little more personality. Yeah, okay, I dig I mean, that. Well, that's here's not going to get him much higher. Well, I don't think it's going to get him basically any higher because immediately above Majin Robo Veronica is Zizi Zeri, the fashion designer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think I think just above Majin Robo Veronica is where Breaking goes. Yeah, I can dig it. Uh, do we want to... Uh, let's put in Breaking slash Rebuilt Breaking. <laughs> He's yeah, got multiple already... forms, Dave. I was already yeah. I would say respect for multiple forms. I was uh I was ahead of you there. I already did. It. Okay. So what the new one fifteen is rebuilt is breaking slash rebuilt breaking just above Imagine Robo Veronica. Not a terrible showing. 
Not a, yeah, not too bad. But that is, I think, going to do it for yeah, us, Yeah, that is going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are at Super Sentai Bros. Uh, Dave, if anyone would like to get a hold of you regarding Go Sentai Heroes, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can just email me at GoSentaiHeroes at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. iTunes doesn't exist anymore, but that's still what it says on my script, and it feels weird when I try to change it. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get the show. Uh, the, Retro, uh, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.